The Cleveland Browns held on for a tough win despite all the backups that they had at home against the Denver Broncos. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We're going to break down that win. We're going to talk about who's the class of the AFC. The Bills, after losing to the Titans, shook things up. Then, of course, we're going to give you all of our Week 7 picks right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. We thank you for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find this available for free on all podcasting platforms. And this episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with my friend and co-host, ya boy Q. We're keeping it real with y'all on a Friday episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, which you can download for free on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. You can also watch this on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast YouTube channel and like this video if you're watching it there. Q, my man, how you doing? What up, man? Glad to be back. Week 7 has officially started. Saw a game last night, Cleveland and Denver. Wasn't the most entertaining game, but man, we're already seven weeks into the NFL season, something that we always are so yearning for. We're like, man, can't wait for NFL to come back. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, just seven weeks in. Right. You know, we're, we're into the second month. We're about to be into the third month of, of, of regular season football. It just it feels so weird to be like, wow, like it's midseason already. But that that's the thing with the NFL. When you're having fun watching something, the season's going to fly right by you if you ain't paying attention. But we are paying attention. Um, it was like you said, it wasn't that great of a game on Thursday night, but it was a gutsy win for the for the, the Cleveland Browns. They, they they were really struggling coming coming into this game off of two losses. Baker Mayfield was out, Nick Chubb was out, Kareem Hunt was out. Uh, you know, you know, they had they had injuries to Jarvis Landry, and he was not sure he got shaken up and more in this game. Um, there was a lot of questions going on there. Now, the Broncos had their fair share of injuries. You know, Chubb's been out. You know, Judy's been out. Von Miller got hurt in the middle of the game. Um, you know, they've had their concerns. Uh, but this was a game where you just you felt like eventually someone had to win the game. But, you know, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of confidence in the way they won. The only thing that you could find confidence in if you're the Browns is that the fact that a third string running back in Dearness Johnson just crushed the Broncos defense. He ran the ball 22 times for 146 yards and a touchdown big game for him. But you know that you look around case Keenum came in, was a backup, you know, did about what Baker Mayfield normally does, you know, kind of, you know, took what was there through for 199 yards and a touchdown. Um, but this was a this was a game that you thought maybe the Browns you know could have controlled better if they uh, if they had been more consistent. But what was your take on how both sides played here? The Broncos went from three and zero to to now they're uh, they're now they're, they're reeling at three and four. Uh, that's that's uh, that's a red alert right there. Yeah, well, I had two big takeaways from this game Thursday night. One, there was no excuse for the Broncos to lose that game. I'm sorry, all those injuries that you rolled out for the Browns. That's yeah. a recipe for a loss and. All you got to do as a team is go in there and handle your business. The Broncos didn't handle their business, which kind of lets you know all the conversation a lot of people, including ourselves, were having early in the season when they were 3-0. and Is this team for real? And we all said, eh, they haven't really played that good a competition. Now, all of a sudden, they're on a four-game losing streak. So you kind of know what kind of team they were at that point. That's my first takeaway. My second takeaway, 
Bill Callahan, offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns, is really good at his job. He's probably the best O-line coach in the league. And I'm not a Bill Callahan guy from his time back with the Raiders, so it's still Mm. personal. That that wound is still open. But I can say what he does with those offensive lines, no matter where he goes, is second to none. He is very good every stop he's had at making sure that offensive line is on point. You mentioned it. A third-string running back goes in there, goes over 100 yards, and does it pretty easily. And the, and the play that really got me, Chris, in this game is it's, I think, third and two, and the Browns are trying to salt the game away. They pick up a first down, then they get called for an illegal formation penalty. So it's third and seven. And instead of, okay, well, they're going to drop back in case Keenum's going to throw it and try to pick up the first down, they run the damn thing and pick up yep. nine and get a first down and salt the game away anyway. So it's like, yeah, we're not really trusting our, our arm of Case Keenum because he's a backup at best, but we're going to trust our running back to go get it done because we believe that O-line, the big uglies, are going to get it done, and they did. So salute to Bill Callahan and a big, well, a big whammy to keep it clean for the Denver Broncos because that's what they laid on Thursday was a big old stinking whammy. Yeah, that was that was just really bad on their part. I don't I don't understand what they're what they're trying to do with their team. Javante Williams averaged five yards per carry in this game and got four carries. <laughs> like like I like I what what are you doing there? And it's not like it's not like they were throwing the ball at a, at a, at a great clip either. Teddy Bridgewater twenty three of thirty three for one hundred and eighty seven yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He went from uh, the know, penthouse to the outhouse, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a time when Teddy Bridgewater had one interception on the season, and that was against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. That was mm-hmm. at the end of the game in the back of the mm-hmm. end zone. They threw an interception. Now, since then, he's had what four four interceptions, yeah. six he, turnovers in the last two mm-hmm. games. And, and but part of it is what what we always talk about when you face teams that put pressure on you, yep. and not pre- just pressure in the pocket, but I mean that when the offenses get ahead of you and yep. you have to make more aggressive throws down the field, you can't just check it down all the time. That's when those interceptions will start to come, and you're starting to see that with the Broncos, with teams that are getting out in front of them because they're you know they're they're not the Jets, they're not these they're not these bad teams that they were beating up on the first week. I don't even know if the Jets were actually one of those teams, but I know that they were beating up on some not so good teams. And like you said, when we were seeing them early. We were like, mm, I'm not so sure. We'll they see played how the this Jets, goes. the Jaguars, and the Giants, and at that right point, there. none of those teams had a win under their belt. Yeah, and, and all all three of those teams are teams we expect to pick in the top five of the yes. NFL draft this year. So, um, you know that that's that's certainly where they are. But the Browns, a big win for the Browns because here's the thing: if they if they lose that game, they're three and four. They're going. They're they're facing Pittsburgh coming off a of bye week. Pittsburgh, you know, I again I cover the Steelers. They're not going to talk about it, but you know that the Steelers are like. Oh yeah, we we got some payback coming for you guys, and there's no there's no guarantee they'll have Nick Chubb back. There's no guarantee they'll have Baker Mayfield back or Kareem Hunt back, and that could be a tough position to be in with a Steelers team that that'll be that'll be rested. And if you had lost this game and then lose that game, then you're sitting at three and five, and it's like, well, wait a second, this is supposed to be our year. So huge win for the Browns, in my opinion. Whenever you get a win that you're not you're quote unquote not supposed to have, that's a big win for you because it don't matter what you were and weren't supposed to have when you get to January and they're counting up the wins to get you into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, big congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. They gutted out a tough one there um, at home. They get a sort of a mini bye week to get rest up and then we'll see who they get back next week. Um, but 
We got a lot more to talk about here. The AFC, there's te- there's teams like the Browns that are four and three and kind of like, yeah, they're still figuring out who they are. But there's teams out here who are st- making statement games. And we want to talk about who's making the best statements right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We'll keep it rolling in just a sec. But first, I got to tell you guys about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again. And all eyes have turned to football with teams back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. This season, with a new updated site and interface, there's even more odds, props, and contests for Bet Online, which continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On, all capital letters, all one word, to receive your 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit to Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing right down to horse racing don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at bet online where the game starts you are locked on nfl your daily nfl podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Keeping it rolling here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with your boy Q. We thank you again for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen of the day. We appreciate all of you who keep riding with us here, especially on Fridays where Q and I like to have a little bit of fun. Now, Q, I want to talk to you about these a- the AFC lineup right now. The, the NFC is tight, but, but let's talk about the AFC. The AFC just had just had a game this past week, they had a, they, and really they've had the last two games. Monday Night Football was spectacular. Yes. Uh, Bill, Bills and Titans was just a a slugfest of big plays, of huge plays, of of you know each team just wanting it more than the other on each on any given play. And then you see Josh Allen go for it on fourth down. Jeffrey Simmons collapses their line, gets a fourth down stop in the red zone, gets the Titans the W. Um, and the Titans all of a sudden have flipped things around. At one point, teams people were like, man, the Titans stink. The whole AFC South stinks. No one's going to be able to compete from there. Now the Titans are sitting at 4-2 and two with a really good win over the Bills. Um, but who is the class of the AFC right now? Let's go over the teams that are ranking the top of their divisions. You got the Bills sitting at four and two, a very obvious choice with their two losses coming to the Steelers and the Titans. The Baltimore Ravens sitting at five and one. They, they've had some really close ones, but they've also had some really confident wins like the, their blowout win over the Chargers just last week. So you look at what they're doing. Their only loss is to the four and two Raiders. The Titans, again, have bounced back. That win over the Bills is very impressive when when you look at it right now. And then in the AFC West, it's not the Chiefs that you're looking at it's sitting at three and three right now. It's the Chargers and the Raiders who both sit at four and two. Albeit the Chargers just got a really bad loss to the Ravens or to the Ravens that kind of put them on notice. Um, but th- these are all teams that have made really good early pushes this season. The Ravens right now have the official unofficial one seed of the AFC, right? You know, at week, you know, at week seven, and that doesn't mean anything. Um, but with the best record, are they the best team in the AFC right now, or is that still the Bills, or is there someone else on your mind? You know, I'm looking at the Bills. I really am. Um, I've seen the Baltimore Ravens up close and personal. Uh, so be it. It was in the first week of the season, so you know they were still working some kinks out, and you can't really judge everything based off of week one, but I saw them up close to personal. Uh, kind of feel like I know where their strengths and their weaknesses are, even though I think that Lamar Jackson is getting better. 
Uh, they just have a lot of injuries that they're dealing with. They're over there. They're they're making up for it right now. But at some point, I feel like that shoe probably will start to drop. It might even be this week. They got a tough game, in my opinion, coming up this week. But um, I think Buffalo is still the most complete team. Uh, I know that the Tennessee Titans beat them on Monday Night Football, a great game like you mentioned. Uh, I think if you play that game nine out of ten times, uh, if you play a game ten times, I think nine of them, uh, Buffalo wins. I really do. I just I think mm-hmm. that was a good, gutsy performance by the Titans. I don't trust their defense. So I think that the Bills still have a stronger defense than Tennessee does. Uh, but they got Derrick Henry. So when you have Derrick Henry, you give yourself a chance every time. But how long can you ride that guy out in a 17-game season? He can't continue to do all the heavy lifting. And Julio Jones is banged up all the time. A.J. Brown is banged up all the time. I don't trust those guys either. So it's Derrick Henry or bust in Tennessee. So that's why I think Buffalo is the cream of the crop. And look, I'm not ruling out Kansas City yet either. I don't care if they're in last place. Kansas City still a damn good team. No, I agree. The Chiefs are going to be a threat so long. Their as defense Patrick is Mahomes just suspect right now. Yeah, their their defense is struggling, and I I think that's the biggest thing the Bills have going for them. Their defense has played better than the other defenses that yeah. uh, that, that we've named so far. Um, I'd say the Ravens' defense has stepped up a lot too. But you've seen you see what the Bills put together. They have the receiving core. They have they they're really liking the way Zach Moss is playing. Josh Allen's playing at a high level, and their defense has been getting after people, making life hard on on them. Though the Ravens' defense also has has I think surprised a lot of people with how consistent they've been in their first six games. I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out. I really think that the Bills are still that number one team, even though they lost to the Titans. Um, you know, I yeah, I know there's just some people out there that are gonna be like, well, they can't be the number one team if, if you know with that with that kind of a loss and with two losses like that. But I just I, I look at this team and like you said, the Titans, they really have one main way to beat you. It's gonna be to outscore you and to get Derrick Henry to 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 run the ball over you. And I, I look at I look at the, to this Bills team and I think, man, they can outscore you. They can they can have the defense make big plays. Um, they can have the guy that throw the ball. I think they're developing a better run game. Um, there's, there's a lot of things to look at the bills and say like, man, that there's a lot of things you have to worry about at any given moment. And that's going to make them more difficult, uh, to stop. Um, but you also look at, like you said, the, the chiefs at three and three should not be overlooked at all. So long as Patrick Mahomes is there, the Bengals at four and two, that's going to be a major game that we talk about in our final segment, uh, Bengals and Ravens could battle enough for the AFC North. Um, and uh, seeing who can who can establish some superiority there. Uh, but you know, another thing, another thing that's very interesting. You look at the AFC East. Uh, the the next team behind the Bills at four and two, it, it, the two and four Patriots, and it's the same kind of deal uh, with the AFC South. The next team behind the Titans, the two and four two and four Colts. Uh, two teams that are trying to figure out things with new quarterbacks. I'm, I think that they, that there's going to be some teams that start to separate themselves very soon from the rest of the pack and you know earn those those higher seeds. But I do think that the AFC is going to be extremely competitive as we push down the, these last few. They, well, we're in the we're heading into the middle part of the seasons. So as we uh, as we get as we get further into that, I think you're going to see teams start to identify who they actually are in these next next few games. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, it really is. I mean, I mean, right in about now is when you start to figure out who is who. Uh, you know, you can't really just judge every team off the first few games. I mean, as we mentioned, Denver, they were 3-0. and Now they lost four in a row. So yep. uh, teams are starting to identify and, and let you know who they are. So this is the fun part of the season. You know, it's not about what you do in September and October. It's what you do in November and December. We're pushing on the door in November. So pretty soon, these teams are really going to stand up. You know, will the, what did Eminem say? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Well, will the
Will the real NFL team really stand up? They're about to do that now, and we'll find out exactly who they are, who's a pretender, who's a contender. There's some teams out there that, man, they could be fun down the stretch if they can keep it up, but we'll see. You know, it's, it's, it's all about what they get done on the field, and, and we'll be here to talk about it. We certainly will be right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We've got some picks coming up. There's five big games that we have picked out of these next of these next few games this weekend to see who's who we think is going to win these these huge matchups. But first, we got to talk to our sponsors at McDonald's. This episode of the Locked On NFL podcast is brought to you by McDonald's proudly celebrated community since 1965. McDonald's has been, has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where fr- friends and family can come and reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place where you look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I can tell you that's that's 100% accurate, though, Q, because I was just on a road trip from Pittsburgh to NYC, and uh, on my way out there, got some McDonald's breakfast. On my way back to Pittsburgh, got some McDonald's breakfast. Give me that bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with a large orange juice and my hash brown, and my day is going to be right. I don't know about you, Q, but that's my go-to when I go to McDonald's. So why don't you head to McDonald's, dear listener, and get yourself either one of their amazing breakfast items, one of their great lunch items, get yourself a Big Mac, a Quarter Pounder, anything that floats your boat right at McDonald's. Head to McDonald's to refuel and and reconnect at McDonald's. I'm loving it. This show is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you want a healthy treat that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. If It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, Rocky Road, double chocolate, real cookie dough, all the different flavors for you to enjoy right at your house. The best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories. They pack 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack that you'll regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And Q, when we do back-to-back ad reads, we got to keep it rolling here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get right to the picks, man. There's some really big games this weekend. I don't think I you're think ready. I'm, I, I'm not ready. I don't think you're How ready. How am I not ready? I just don't think you're ready. Why am I not ready? I'm ready. I don't I'm know why you're not ready. ready. I just don't think you're ready. I don't know why, why? you're not. Well, I'm definitely ready because the first game is an AFC North showdown. We just saw the Browns get to four and three, but now the four and two Bengals visit the Woo! five and one Ravens. That's a that's a potential game of the week type of game right there. Two, the Bengals have been upstarts. No one expected them to start this hot. The Ravens have shown, hey, so what if we lost J.K. Dobbins and all of our backfield? We're still balling out here. Lamar Jackson playing playing as as he has at a high level. Lamar Jackson, Ooh. Joe Burrow, a, a quarterback matchup that we might be seeing for a long time in the NFL. This is going to be a very interesting installment. If the Ravens at home at one o'clock. I'm sticking with Baltimore. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals went into Baltimore and won this game. But uh, the, the Ravens, the way that they're playing, the way they beat up on the Chargers, I'm going to give them the edge. 
Yeah, I mean, it's tough to go against Baltimore for every reason that you said. But I'll tell you, man, Cincinnati has surprised the hell out of me. I got a shout out to all the Bengal fans that listen to the Locked On NFL show, uh, especially on Fridays because they gave us the business for going up oh, against they, the they, Bengals. They were mad when we weren't giving their boys props. Yeah, and that's why I'm not going to not give them props no more because they were right. You know, I didn't I didn't know. They're playing well. I, I was wrong. I have no problem saying I was wrong. Cincinnati is looking like they're turning the corner. They've got some nice pieces. Jamar Chase, I've talked bad about him, and he has proven why they picked him. I mean, I've said that multiple times now. I've, I'm really impressed with what he's doing. Um, it's just so hard to go into Baltimore. The only thing that I'm saying, the only thing that like kind of makes me hesitate on picking the Ravens is only because they just came off that big victory, like you mentioned, against the Chargers. And so sometimes sure. you get those letdowns. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe they'll slip a little bit. Maybe they'll have a turnover. Maybe Lamar will throw an interception or maybe he'll fumble. Maybe he'll have a performance like he did Monday night against the Raiders. But at home, I just find that hard to believe. But this is going to be a hell of a game. Definitely one I'll be paying attention to. I'm going to pick Baltimore. But I'll tell you what, man. If the Bengals win this one, I'll be the first one to come on the show on Friday and be like, who they? Who they? Who they? I'll, I'll shout them out, man. I might even wear some Tiger stripes or Bengal stripes. I'll wear some Bengal stripes. You ain't you ain't going to wear no Bengal stripes. If they Stop win, playing. sure, why not? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. You do. If they win, you better wear some Bengal stripes. That's fine. You, you It'll be Halloween. Isn't it like Halloween then? And I, I can put some orange and black on. Oh, gosh. Anyways. I look like Tony the Tiger. Stop it. Stop what? it. Uh, Tony the Tiger. I'm serious. I, I like Frosted Flakes back in the day. Hell, I talk to you every day, so what's the difference? <laughs> you, sir, you have crossed the line. No more. That no was more. disrespectful. I, how do I mute this man? How do I mute this man? You lucky, you lucky, you lucky I'm not muting you. I, I found the mute button. I can mute you right now for the rest of the show if I wanted to. Say he's, so he's talking to Frosted Flakes. That's not my nickname. Get out of here with that. Shoosh. Talking of frosted flakes over here. I'm I'm mad. You know what? You know what? You know what? You pick you pick the rest of the games, Q. I don't even want to talk about it no more. <laughs> you just ruin the mood by calling me frosted flakes. This is not cool. This will not stand here on the Locked On NFL podcast. That was definitely disrespectful. <laughs> you know, but listen, man, I've had I've had some names. I've been called chocolate swirl. I've been called all sorts of things over the years, but Frosted Flakes, that's a that, that's at a least one I'm original. You. At least you're at least you're original, unlike the Raiders. Um, Ouch. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's pick back. this one then. How about the Chiefs and the Titans? That's the, that was the next guy I was gonna go to. Three and three Chiefs at four and two Titans. The Titans ran the ball yeah. on the Bills. The Chiefs defense don't look like it can stop nobody. No, me and you can score. Granted, the Titans defense didn't look too great until it was time to step up late against the Bills. I'm going with the Titans. They're at home. They're going to be feeling good after that last yeah. win. The Chiefs, they kind of woke up against Washington. They didn't play a great game. It was kind of like, oh, wait, that's right. We we are better than these guys. Right. And then that's how they pull off the win. You can't afford to play like that against a team that's going to be able to run the ball with Derrick Henry. So I'm going with the Titans at home. They go to 5-2, and two, and then all of a sudden we're looking around saying, wait a minute, is Tennessee for real? And uh, right. are the Chiefs in a lot of trouble? I think that's what happens in this game. You know, I, I think, and we talked about it in segment number two, uh, and I mentioned the Chiefs. I wouldn't count them out yet. This is going to be a really big game, in my opinion. This is a defining game for the season, even though I know it's super early still, and they still have plenty of games, and they can get things turned around. But if they lose this one, uh, which there's a strong possibility that they will because their defense is so suspect, you start to think, at least I start to think, maybe that 
championship window is starting to close a little bit faster than most people expected. You know, a lot of folks, including the Chiefs, thought this is going to be a five, six, seven, eight, nine-year run, you know, and maybe it's closing quick, fast, and in a hurry. We know that it happens all the time. So Tennessee can make a big statement by winning this game, and Kansas City can make a big statement that they don't want to win or make by losing this game. It's like, hey, uh, maybe we're not the team that we thought we were. Maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. So uh, it should be interesting, man. I know that, that Kansas City's uh, revamped their offensive line. I know it takes a little bit of time to gel. So maybe they start to come together this week and they have a better performance against the Titans. But, I mean, they to me, they I feel like they barely squeaked out a victory over the Washington football team, even though they, they did pick up the win. Uh, they had some moments where you thought, whoa, what's going on? So I'm rolling with Tennessee in this game. Uh, but, man, I'll tell you, if, if Kansas City loses it, it, I think the headline will be more about they lost than Tennessee won. I agree with that sentiment there. Let's go to a Super Bowl 15 rematch. The 2-4 and four Eagles face the 4-2 and two Raiders, your Raiders, at home at Allegiant Stadium. The Eagles have been a mess, but when, they, when, when Jalen Hurts has performed, they found weird ways to win. The Raiders got out a tough win last week. Uh, you, know, the, you know, despite the John Gruden stuff, despite all the drama surrounding the team, are the Raiders good enough to do that again this week, Q? Because I'm picking them to, to win, but it would not shock me if the Eagles all of a sudden just had a randomly good game and then just a few things are off for the Raiders and they end up losing this close, but I'm still picking them to win. You know, I'm picking them to win this game as well, but this is the conversation I've had all week long. You know, I mean, they had that big gutsy performance like you mentioned against Denver. Now, how much of that was a rallying cry because of everything that was happening off the field? How much of that was just built up emotions and they took it out on the Broncos? And how much of that is the Broncos aren't a very good team as we saw Thursday night? And then... Mm. You know, is that sustainable? That's the big question. Can they sustain it? And so, uh, like I mentioned, this is going to be a big game for Kansas City. This is going to be a big game for the Raiders. They go into the bye week after this game. If they go into the bye week at 5-2, and two, that's a whole hell of a lot different than going into the yep. bye week at 4-3. and three. You know what I'm saying? I just it's it's a big difference being on a two game winning streak, uh, getting to lick your wounds a little bit, get a little healthy, and then prepare for a week nine matchup against the New York Giants in New York. So I mean, it's they it's everything's lining up is what I'm saying. It's lining up to make a deep run if they handle their business. Can they handle their business? This is what defines you. You're supposed to win games that you're supposed to win, and then 50 50 games you want to win more of those than just 50 percent. The Raiders have won some tough ones. Can they win this game that's very winnable versus the Eagles at home on Sunday? That's the big question. I'm picking them, but it's going to be a dogfight in my opinion. It's, it's going to be interesting for sure. Let's go to the night games here. You got the 2-4 and four Colts at the 2-3 and three Niners. Normally, yeah. I wouldn't highlight a game with the, the two teams with records like this, but the Colts have had some tough breaks. They haven't finished games. The Niners, bo- both of these teams need to win this game. They're, you know, the, the, the Colts are falling behind in the AFC uh, and you know, falling behind the Titans. The Niners are in the best division in football uh, when it comes to the way that the Rams and the Cardinals have been playing. Um, you know, if, if I'm if I'm the, the Niners, this is a turn up time. I'm going with the Niners. I think what they've been able to do with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk and their, and their receivers will pick at the Colts weaknesses on defense and allow them to get the victory. But what say you? You know, I think Carson Wentz has been playing a lot better than I expected him to play in Indianapolis. One, I'm surprised he's playing because I thought he was going to be banged up and injured like he always is. Um, and so they're, they're playing a lot better than expected. But uh, I think just at home, San Francisco playing in Santa Clara, it's not really the Bay Area. I'd like to point that out. Santa Clara. Uh, they're going to be playing in Great America's parking lot. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know, Six Flags, they can go there after the game, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I think San Francisco, 
they need this win really bad. Uh, you know, there's question marks around the quarterback position, Jimmy G and Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. I know people in the Bay Area are starting to look at him like, hey, are you not really this boy genius? What's going on? You ain't got this guy to be the be uh, this quarterback of the future, and, and things ain't shaking out the way that they're supposed to. So I think at home, the 49ers find a way to get it going. I think they have a big game on the ground, and uh, the Colts, even though Carson Wentz is playing better, they just take that L. So I'm going to roll with the 49ers in this one, even though uh, Carson Wentz, I got to give him a lot of props for playing a lot better than, he, than I expected expecting him to be playing at this point of the season uh, he was originally why i made the colts one of my dark horse teams i thought that he they were gonna, they were going to make a run they started they came out the gate struggling but here they are fighting to get back in it if they win this game i think it's going to put them in, a, in an interesting spot just to, to get going into the wild card race um but all right last game here we're picking monday night football three and two saints at two and four seahawks do not ask me who the Saints are. I am still confused as to what their identity is, what they're super good at. I do that they have a competitive defense, and I'm going with that defense over Geno Smith and the Seahawks situation. But what say you? I don't even need to know what the Saints are. I don't need to know any identity of the Saints. I know the identity of the starting quarterback for the Seahawks, and that's Geno Oof. Smith, and Geno stinks. I know he did a, had a pretty good performance last week against Pittsburgh, but that was one of those things I think is just a rallying cry uh, around their quarterback uh, that they had because they knew Russell Wilson was out, so I think Seattle played a little bit above their head. Uh, but Geno mm-hmm. Smith is not good. He's just not. So I'll tell you right now, there's not one game I'll pick that for them to win if Geno Smith is a starting quarterback. I'm just not. I pick Seattle almost each and every time we do this. I ain't picking Seattle with Geno Smith behind center. <laughs> I'm just not. I can't do it. I won't do it. Not going to happen. I don't care if West Virginia rolled out there right now. I'm not picking Geno Smith. I just, I'm not. So, yeah, I got New Orleans for every reason that I just mentioned. It has nothing to do with the Saints. It has everything to do with Geno Smith. I'm right with you on that. Um, you know, and, and you also get a sense of like when you're when you're coming off the bench as a quarterback, you know, uh, there's no tape on you. People people have to run more generic plays and it's going to give you an opportunity to kind of establish yourself. Um, I, I, th- I think that's something that worked in the Seahawks favor last week it won't work this week they know who they, they they've seen geno smith for a game now and uh the saints are going to have an idea of how to how to attack him based off of what they what tape they put out there last week so we're both going with the saints we're both going with the niners we're both going with the raiders we're both going with the titans we're both going with the ravens we are such lamos for picking all the same <laughs> hey picks, man pick hey. yourself man call, call it yourself man you're the one don't don't call me no names don't point we. no fingers I at me dog we. i said we sir i know there ain't no there ain't no we in this situation, man, there's you. You sound like Keyshawn Johnson, and he's just like, you know, it's like it's all about me. You know, I'm I'm putting on both of us. No, friend. man, look, look, when it's a when, team effort, when it's something successful, I want you to get this right. When it's very successful, it's me. When it's I, a fail, it's we. <laughs> Or better yet, more it's likely, you. More than that, more than that, you're gonna you're gonna say when when we when we succeed, it's me. When we fail, it's you. Not even we. You're just gonna point at me. You're That's true. All I'm, you're right. See, see, I see how you do. I see how you do. You you call me frosted flakes. You make fun of my light skinnedness. Then you don't give me credit when things go right, and then you give me all the blame when things go wrong. Hey, I but you pick a very good. Is. You pick a very good wing place in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I'm so glad you give me that. I give I you that. Very, I am very glad. Glad. I am also a heck of a host in Pittsburgh, so you better put that put that That's on my true. name and, and put some respect That's on it. That's true. But guys, uh, Q, thanks so much. It's always fun to do the show with you here on the Locked On NFL Podcast on Fridays. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. 
at your boy Q254. That's my Twitter account. Of course, the Locked On Raiders podcast each and every day. Locked On Bets each and every day. Locked On NFL with Christopher Carter on Fridays. And uh, yeah, man, holler at me. At your boy Q254. And Chris, I know you got many different outlets that they can find you on. Let them know about it. Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, as you see below, just like you see Q's handle below. Um, you can also read me on DKPittsburghSports.com, where I break down uh, Steelers football with film analysis. I break down Pitt football and Pitt basketball. Pitt football got a big weekend coming up against Clemson on ESPN 330 at Heinz Field. I'll be there covering that. So if you want to see that big game and maybe get a look at Kenny Pickett, who's been the upstart quarterback that might be moving up draft boards, you can get all my analysis there at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can also listen to Daily to the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you listen to this podcast on Monday through Friday through Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. Give us likes. Give us subscri- subscribes. Give us all the clicks. It really helps us out. We thank those who rock with us here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Thanks again for listening to us or watching us if you're watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned. we got a lot more stuff coming your way. We'll, ha- we'll have the Locked On NFL Podcast back on Monday recapping what went down this Sunday.